It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the friendly confines of Pete North, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I'm your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thanking you for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of Locked On Thunder this past Friday on the Pat Jones Show on 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa. I had the opportunity to sit down and talk with Daryl Armstrong, who is a former player for the Orlando Magic, or Orlando Magic, as it were, and a current coach for the Dallas Mavericks. I also had the opportunity to talk with his teammate, Anthony Bowie, who used to play at the University of Oklahoma and also played for the Orlando Magic. So I talked with both of them about how they thought the Thunder would compete over the next few years, what the Thunder might do in the West, and I will give you what they said about that and then on Tuesday's podcast you'll actually get to hear some of that audio and I will tell you where I think the West is going to shake out this year coming up in segment number one because they put me on the spot asked that question so I'll get into that in segment number two I'll tell you what people are getting wrong about the Rich Paul rule and what the NCAA is requiring of agents as they register with the NBA Players Association for three years and are required to have a college degree. And finally, I'll tell you why Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich are absolutely the perfect guys to be coaching Team USA. My name's Eric G. I work for 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm the co-host of The Pat Jones Show. I am also editor-in-chief of Thunder Maven. Do me a favor, check that out at basketballmaven.io slash thunder. And this podcast being brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friends, Trip. Book your own at Hotels.com. Hotels.com. Be there, do that, and get rewarded. Friday, I had a chance to sit down with Anthony Bowie, who used to play for the Orlando Magic and played for the Oklahoma Sooners during the 80s with Billy Tubbs. Wasn't on that team that made it to the Final Four, but was on some pretty darn good basketball teams that made it to the NCAA tournament. And let me tell you, first of all, I should tell you that both of these guys, the reason I had an opportunity to sit down with them is because there is the Tulsa 3-on-3 tournament, which is coming up during the, was it, 6th and 7th of September. So it's just right after, it's not Labor Day weekend, it's the weekend after that, and you can register online. It's going to be at the Gathering Place in Tulsa. It should be a lot of fun. Well, when I sat down and talked with these guys, there was no way I was going to miss my opportunity to ask them about the Oklahoma City Thunder and ask them how the Thunder would compete in the West and then ask them what they thought of their team, the Orlando Magic, that did beat a Michael Jordan team in a seven-game series and what they think of the current state of the Oklahoma City Thunder and, and how you compare them both. And first of all, I and I will play some of that audio for you coming up on Tuesday's podcast. The reason I'm not playing for it now is I'm be, playing it for you now is I'm being a little selfish 
And I want you to go to sportsanimalradio.com and check out the podcast on Spotify and uh, listen to our show from Friday. But in asking Daryl Armstrong how he thought the Oklahoma City Thunder would compete in the West this year and what he thought Thunder fans were in store for this year, his answer kind of surprised me because I thought he was going to be I really honestly thought Daryl was going to be this guy who would be a little bit reserved. Like, yeah, you know, they got Chris Paul. They're going to have a chance to compete, and uh, they'll still be good. Sam Presti runs a good organization, and, and that's not what he said at all. In fact, he was quite blunt in telling me that Oklahoma City Thunder fans have a long ways to go before we can even remotely expect this team to be competitive And the one thing that he pointed out is with the loss of Russell Westbrook, you now lack a leader in Oklahoma City. He also told me that when it comes to the Dallas Mavericks, they're looking for somebody to step up and take the place of Dirk Nowitzki in that leadership role, which naturally seems like it would be Luka Doncic. But it does seem that Daryl does have some reservations about Doncic's leadership skills with him being a second-year player, and he's wondering, you know, can he really assume that mantle and take over that role? And while I agree with Daryl, I think we're in for a, a long ride or a long fight here in Oklahoma City for the next few years as we watch the Thunder become what they want to be because, as I've said many times on this podcast, I'm not sure Sam Presti knows what he wants this organization to look like in the future. That's why I'm not overly excited about Shea Gilgis-Alexander or Danilo Gallinari, who I don't think is going to be here after a year, or Muscala, or really anybody on this team. Is because I can see everybody getting shipped out. And that also seemed to be Anthony Bowie's mentality, which is you're building for the future. You have to find that one guy to build your team around And the overall sense is that the Thunder don't know if they have that guy yet. And while we may all be excited about what the future can hold, until you find that guy, you lack direction. My son even asked me in the car last night if I thought Billy Donovan was on the hot seat. And I told him, I don't know how you put him on the hot seat with all the roster changes and with the way this team is built this year. I don't know any coach that could come in here and guarantee that they would get this team to the playoffs. But that didn't surprise me. I asked them about the Orlando Magic and and how they thought Oklahoma City compared to the Orlando Magic of the 90s that didn't win that championship and came up short against Houston. And essentially what I got out of both Daryl Armstrong and Anthony Bowie is that the Thunder or that organization that's always going to come up short. That is the stigma that is sort of put on Oklahoma City now from a lot of people. And I didn't understand. Look, I understood it here in Oklahoma. I kind of got it when I I was listening to Bill Simmons and I was listening to Colin Cowherd because I think in a sense those guys like to pick on Oklahoma City. I think they like to pick on Russell Westbrook. But what I never understood and what I still didn't get until yesterday was how much that James Harden trade pissed off a lot of people around the NBA. I always thought that the reason people rooted against Oklahoma City or the reason they were so mad about the organization was because the move from Seattle, taking that team out of the Pacific Northwest in a great city, 
and moving them down here to a city that pundits weren't exactly thrilled to go to. No, the James Harden trade is front and center in everyone's mind, and the overwhelming, the, the, the overwhelming majority of former players that you ask will tell you that the Thunder had no business trading him, that A, they should have given him everything that he asked for, which, okay, in a sense, you got to discount that. Because whenever a player says that, that's a player having another player's back, and a player is never going to worry about how much money an owner spends. He's only going to worry about getting taken care of or that player getting taken care of, so eventually it'll come back to him. But there's also this feeling of if you weren't going to pay him, you owed it to the other guys to at least go after a championship with him on the team. And because the Thunder decided not to go after a championship and keep James Harden around for a year, there are a lot of upset folks at manage, management, a lot of folks who are not involved with the Thunder, who, who simply look at that organization as one that has no desire to win a championship, one that wasn't really wish, really wanting to put their chips in the middle of the table to get it now, because players do understand how fleeting those opportunities are, but they feel like you owed it to the rest of the players because you don't always get those opportunities to win championships. That should have been the gamble to take, and that if this team was mentally strong, they'd have been able to handle all the questions that would have been asked of them that year when James Harden was when James Harden was being asked about his future with Oklahoma City. Um, I think there's still, at least for me, I still think if you kept James Harden on the team, there's no guarantee that you win a championship, especially if you weren't willing to commit to him past whatever that year was. And remember what happened after the finals? The Miami Heat took absolute control over the Oklahoma City Thunder. And every time the Thunder played the Miami Heat, their balls shrank. And, and I got to see that up close and personal. The last time that that incarnation of the Heat was together, it was my first year back in Oklahoma City. It was the first game coming off the All-Star break. And the Thunder were rolling at that time. And Miami came in and just destroyed them here in OKC. And the thing about that game was I knew it was coming during that game. One, there was a lot of Heat fans there. It was a little bit of a Yankee effect. But two... Watching those guys on the court prior to the game, going out to the court prior to the game, you could see a difference in the way the Miami Heat carried themselves and the way the Thunder were carrying themselves. The Thunder at that time were not carrying themselves like an established team in the Western Conference. They didn't have, when they played Miami, they still, they still had that look, they still had that body language that said, we don't know if we can beat these guys. And when I looked at Dwayne Wade's face or LeBron's face, there was just a confidence that beamed from them that wasn't coming from Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. It's the difference between hoping to win and knowing you're going to win. Um, I will tell you what what I, I gave them when both of these guys, uh, Anthony Bowie and Daryl Armstrong, put me on the spot for my Western Conference picks and why I always screw those up. Coming up next, plus we'll talk about the Rich Paul rule. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. My name is Eric G. And don't forget, untuckit.com. Untuckit.com wants you to look good. And how do they want you to look good? They want you to look good by wearing shirts that are made to untuck, not just you taking your old button-up shirt and then just 
leaving it untucked, thinking you look stylish. No, that won't work because these shirts are actually fitted to your body. You got to go check them out. Untuckit.com. Use the promo code NBA and get a discount on your first purchase. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. And yesterday I had the chance to sit down with Daryl Armstrong, coach for the Dallas Mavericks, former Magic player, and Anthony Bowie, also former Magic player and former player at Oklahoma, and they asked me, I mean, we got in, look, we got into a lengthy discussion, and my hatred of, this is why I'm going to play some of this for you on Tuesday, but again, if you want to hear the interview now, uh, just go to sportsanimalradio.com, it's on there, but I got put on the spot, so they asked me who was going to win the West, and I change every five minutes on this, to be honest, and I just reel off the top of my head, well, Utah's going to win. And then I followed it up with Clips. I had Portland was going to be third. For some reason, I left out Houston and Denver. So I went through my entire eight, and we were talking about the Mavericks possibly having a chance to get into the playoffs this year. But for some reason, when I get put on the spot and people ask me who's going to win the West, I always forget Houston, and I always forget Denver. Which means for you, if you want to go to Vegas right now or go online to um, whatever site you're using and you want to pick the futures for the Western Conference, I would pick Denver and Houston to meet in the Western Conference Finals because these are the two teams I get. But I stood, stood on my principle. I did not back down. No, I still like the Utah Jazz to win the West now. At this moment, on the 10th of August that I am recording this podcast, the reason I like the Utah Jazz, one, Donovan Mitchell, and and I saw him take over a series against Oklahoma City, and the guy gets better every year. you got the Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert, and you've added Mike Conley. Plus, there's some continuity running through that organization, and I really honestly love, absolutely love, what Quinn Snyder does as a coach. He's a guy that doesn't seem to get them too off their game. I mean, Quinn Snyder knows how to handle NBA players, so that's a team I really like this year. And it was pointed out, well, they lost Jay Crowder, they've lost their leader, and maybe that does come back to bite Utah this year. But right now, at as of August 10th, um, I'm ride or die with the Utah Jazz. That could completely change by the beginning of the season. But yes, Houston is going to be a factor with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. And they're also going to be the most interesting team to watch because, in a sense, they may be the most combustible team in the NBA. I'm not sleeping on Golden State or the Spurs. And as I said before and made this point on the radio, you've got a Western Conference where you better bring your A game all 82 nights a year because one game is going to separate third all the way down to nine this year. One game. One game will will be the separation, and I think a lot of teams are going to look back 
and realized that they blew opportunities early in the year in games they thought that they didn't necessarily need to have. And in the Western Conference, you're going to need to have those games every night. Which brings me to this. You are the Los Angeles Lakers. Load management? Do you really want to play load, the load management game with Anthony Davis and LeBron James if it's going to cost you games in the end and games may cost you seeding and seeding may ultimately cost you a spot in the playoffs because everybody's going to be so neck and neck. The, nest, the, the, the West has never been this even. There's no dominant team. And every night, even the Oklahoma City Thunder, if they stay intact the way they are, could jump up and beat you. So I'm not, I'm not really necessarily buying the load management thing for the, for the Los Angeles Lakers now as a way to preserve what you have for the playoffs. In fact, I'm going out there telling LeBron, you're going to have to fight every night or, or the nights you're sitting out, I got to have Anthony on, but I can't really rest both of you. And one of you is going to have to play all 82 this year because it's just too, ultimately too important. Um, speaking of LeBron James, the Rich Paul rule, which uh, the NCAA has instituted and now requires agents to have a college degree and be registered three years with the NBA Players Association before they can represent underclassmen who want to test the waters and go into the NBA. And a lot of people have a problem with this, but first and foremost, I think something that's been pointed out by astute host and is very low-hanging fruit to me is, one, um, Rich Paul doesn't need a college degree to represent these guys. You can just go hire lawyers. You can go hire people that have these requirements, and essentially they can be the ones to represent you they just work for Rich Paul. So the NCAA isn't keeping Rich Paul out of the game. Two, I don't have a problem with the NCAA doing this rule because I don't think that they're, I do not think the NCAA is discriminating against anyone here. What the NCAA wants to do is, one, as they said, show you the value of a college degree because right now they're losing that battle. And guys like me have pointed out several times on the radio and podcast that degrees don't mean what they used to. And if I had a son, I'm not necessarily, if I had a son that was good enough to play in the NBA, I'm not necessarily sure I'd send him to college as much as I would want him to play in the G League or play overseas and play against grown men for a year before entering the NBA draft. But if the NCAA, who is the most hypocritical organization in the world, actually values what they've been cramming down our throats for the last few years, then yes, they should require just about everybody that handles an NCAA organization, works for an NCAA organization, or wants to be involved, have a college degree to give some of these kids who are not going to have the opportunity to play in the NBA, give them a little something to aspire to. There are so many different ways to get around this rule. I also don't think it's the NCAA a craving power as they have been accused of quite a bit in this, this this situation what it is is the NCAA is doing everything they can right now to salvage their sport which is falling apart on a day-by-day basis because more and more kids want to test the waters professionally versus playing the NCAA tournament or play for particular teams like Duke or North Carolina because it just doesn't mean that much anymore to these kids so what the NCAA is going to do right now is with every single fiber in their body, they're going to do their best 
to make sure that one people involved with them value college education so they can then show that to kids as a as a way to be a viable viable way to make a living i guess is what i'm trying to say and two right now they're going to fight claw and scratch to hold on to what's left of their sport and this is just one way that they can do that so i, I don't know i wouldn't lose too much sleep over all this and ultimately if somebody wants to be represented by rich paul there are ways around this rule this is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, why Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr are the perfect coaches for the NBA players who are all playing on Team USA Basketball. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Do yourself a favor. Go to GripTheNumber6.com. That's GripTheNumber6.com. Check out their awesome belts. Grip 6 belts are fantastic. Why are they so fantastic? Well, one, they don't have holes, they don't have flaps, and the belt buckles fit right next to your waist. That's grip, the number 6.com, promo code LOCK. Just go slash L-O-C-K-E and get a discount on your first purchase. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we're finishing up today on the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Again, thank you very much for uh, checking out this episode of Locked on Thunder. But um, I think I've made no secret that I am not a huge fan of players in the NBA playing for their countries. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander decided not to play for Canada, which I think is a great move because once once you're getting paid any amount of money, your loyalty goes to the person that puts food on your table, and the NBA does more than put food on the table for these players. However, considering where our country is right now, and permit me to grab a little low-hanging fruit here and talk about just how divided our country is and about how so many people feel that they are not currently represented by this current administration, no two coaches... Have could have been better for the USA than Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich. One, they are outspoken opponents of Donald Trump, and they've made it no secret that they're outspoken. They're outspoken um, opponents of politicians, especially those that don't want gun control after the recent violence in this country, uh, in El Paso, in Dayton, in Dayton, and even Baton Rouge. And I love the fact that they don't shy away from this. And when you have to go manage young men or even men in their mid-30s or millionaires or whoever that feel the way you do and have the feelings about the country you do, the last thing you want to do is play for someone that doesn't understand where you're coming from and somebody who, who you don't feel has your back when you want to make those statements to the public. And I'm oh, I've been I'm a little different than a lot of people. I encourage especially NBA players to make as many political statements as possible. Okay? Because I believe that that your power 
can actually wake people up to what's going on. Your voice resonates with people that others don't. For some reason, especially NBA players, voices will resonate with young people in a way that entertainers' voices can't. And what you need is a guy or two guys that A, are going to fight for you, B, don't care that you say that and will encourage you to say that, and then C, not admonish you for it or say you're a bad representation of your country. Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich aren't going to do that. What I will add to this is that if you have a problem with it, you have a problem with where Greg Popovich stands, please remember that Greg Popovich graduated from the United States Air Force Academy, served as an officer in the military for this country, actually trained to be a part of the CIA, and got his degree in Soviet studies. Uh, Yeah, Greg Popovich was going to train to be the CIA. Now he's coaching basketball. I can't say that he made the wrong decision, but I will say this. Looking at his resume, comparing it with some of the people that we've put in office, Pop is undoubtedly more qualified to be in office than a lot of people. So yeah, I'm all for this. I am all, this is one time where A, I don't mind our millionaire athletes whom, look, let's face it, I would rather the Thunder win a championship than USA win another gold medal in basketball, but this is one time I don't mind our best athletes representing us. I don't mind them necessarily putting themselves in harm way. And I like a lot of what these guys stand for at this point. So, yeah, perfect, absolutely perfect. And it has nothing to do with wins and losses. It has to do with how they mesh and connect with the guys that they are coaching and with the guys that they are coaching represent. It's just absolutely perfect. That wraps up today's show on the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Thank you very much for joining me today. And until Tuesday, I wish you nothing but the best. May God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.